Lessons from Leaders by Your Story. You're listening to Lessons from Leaders by Your Story. Shraddha Sharma, founder and CEO of Your Story, interviewed Amitabh Chaudhary, Chief Executive Officer of Axis Bank. Amitabh Chaudhary started talking about the growth of the economy pre-COVID, GDP, and financial recovery. Amitabh, thank you so much for joining uh, for this conversation. We all have heard this is the most unprecedented times we are all living in. But I want to ask you from your lens, how do you see the prospects of Indian economy? Because the numbers that we are hearing is so abysmal and 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 so depressing. What do you see as a stalwart, as a leader in the banking space? What's your view? So, uh, you know, just talking about a macro a little bit and then diving into banking post that. Yeah. If you look at uh, where India was pre-COVID, we were anyway in a little bit of a, a jam. We had a you know economy which had been weakening for a couple of quarters. The growth of the economy had been falling regularly since the March 18 quarter. So it was almost uh, you know uh, two years of falling GDP growth. Slow fall, but there was a uh fall which is happening now yeah. financial at 21 growth forecasts have begun to cluster around a contraction of 4 to 5% uh and the financial at 22 recovery is also dependent on number of factors most importantly how the infection spread peaks and how it dissipates and how much time it takes for the economy to kind of limp back to normalcy we are talking about potentially a nominal or a loss on a uh you know on a nominal basis a gdp income loss of more than 20 lakh crores and that is not a small amount now yeah. government has obviously tried to infuse uh, fiscal stimulus which has actually been um, quite limited if you really look at uh you know what they have done but we also have to understand and appreciate that the government itself is going to suffer as a result of lower tax they can't do the divestments there is a dividend shortfall and that it's and if you add the central government and the state government we are talking about a loss of 3 to 4% gdp Uh, for the government itself in terms of you know what they will lose so as a result yes obviously we are going through unprecedented trying tumultuous times and if you look at the banking sector outlook uh, if i kind of talk on the first the deposit side there is liquidity surplus right now at any point in time as of june 25th i think the data shows that the banking system had more than 6 lakh crores uh, parked with rbi which means that banks are flush with liquidity and they don't know what to do with it but eventually the surplus uh, will go away we all know that because the financial savings are, are you know there is a clear correlation to uh, you know to the gdp and as gdp falls the financial savings will fall and yeah. we'll also see you know because of this all the schemes government has come out the msme schemes of the larger corporates as their working capital cycle comes back will start kind of drawing down on the line so some of the surplus will go away which would mean that in the long run or in the kind of short to medium term you will see deposit growth rate fall uh, and you will obviously see a clear polarization happen where some of the larger psu banks and the and the well known uh, private sector banks will benefit at the cost of some of the smaller private banks or the regional banks or the corporate banks or even you know investors in nbfc so that is one thing so deposit growth right now might look pretty okay but i do expect it to go in the wrong direction uh, as far as nim trajectory is concerned uh, you know the government and the rbi you know specifically has been cutting rates quite aggressively and they have linked the uh, cuts to the repo rate which might not necessarily reflect the cost of deposits of the bank uh, and obviously all of us 
are committed to kind of passing it on but on the other side you're also you're not able to deploy the extra deposits which the banking system is getting and you're parking it uh, with rbi at lower rates so uh, in the short run uh, you might see some compression of rims but overall the nims in the industry will depend on what the capital allocation decisions are ultimately what the cost of where do the cost of deposits kind of end up how does the economic environment shapes up and obviously how much of excess capital the banks have people are relooking at structure and customer profile will change says amitabh chaudhry cost structure is concerned all of us everyone i think will look at how they can cut costs it's a new environment new way of working so people are relooking at the real estate requirements people are relooking whether they need that many people people are relooking at what kind of people they need can we increase the spans uh are, people are looking at you know the number of branches the location all of that and uh, obviously the idea there is that you want to reduce your cost as much as possible so you might see a compression or at least uh, a fall in the growth rate of cost quite significantly in the system uh, competitive intensity will come down on one side you have nbfcs mutual funds which were large providers of capital to the financial system they are struggling uh, while the liquidity might be okay now but the ability to grow will get hampered so again yeah. it will speak to the larger institutions uh, customer profile will change in a big way uh, because you know firstly the customers expectations have changed they've got to a new way of working a lot of the customers actually the customers people want are uh, you know getting used to working from home staying at home uh, so it does create an opportunity to identify segments of customers who require credit segment of customers who require different kind of service a different kind of approach in terms of accessing them and accessing their investments uh, obviously the fintech uh, segment or what you can do with technology will play a very important role going forward and with all that is happening you will also see uh, you know uh, regulatory oversight increase i mean uh, the government has allowed uh, they initially rolled in the uh, housing companies under rbi now they rolled in the cooperative banks the governor has been quite vocal about how they will uh, use this time to actually ensure that they don't have repetition of the kind of crisis you have seen on the nbfc side or the cooperative bank side or even some of the private bank side so you will see regulatory oversight go up uh, it will become more intensive it will become more insightful uh, they will obviously push the banks on a regular basis to ensure uh, that we do not have a repeat of anything that has happened in the past so yeah uh, interesting times ahead uh, i think the big will benefit at the small at the cost of the smaller ones and it also will allow an opportunity to uh, the institutions who can execute well who can capitalize on opportunities to come out ahead uh in a crisis like this because this crisis will last for a long time so sorry a long answer to a short question but i thought let me just set the context salary cuts job losses and crisis was a point of discussion during the interview i was speaking recently to the finance minister she was talking about all the stimulus the packages and everything that she's doing for the msme sector you know for the different sectors and one of the things that she was talking about is that how the whole focus is that the revival should be very inclusive if india has to really accelerate the revival what are some of the things if you had to you know suggest we should do you know please let's understand that the government's hands are also kind of tied uh, behind the back to some extent while they have uh, you know been uh, very very vocal about the fact that they will support and provide whatever support is needed end of the day our ratings have been cut and government has to be cognizant of the fact that yeah. you can't just keep writing large checks the government has talked about a 20 lakh crore uh, you know uh, package uh, to help uh, you know the various sections of the society but if you look at what the what the approach of the government has been they have done it quite smartly 
they are basically asking everyone to bear the uh, the burden of this crisis to some extent government is saying i will bear the burden and i will support you in some form or shape by the way the banking system you need to bear the burden so in some cases you know we have some of our uh, you know services are being provided for free in many and we have given the moratorium now there is a increasing talk of the fact that they might allow a one time restructuring of at least certain sectors of the economy they have rbi has stepped in to ensure that enough liquidity is provided in the system and uh, and they have also kind of provided some very specific support in terms of refinance lines and somewhere they are also asking the companies to share the burden and somewhere even the consumer to share the burden uh, mm. you know people are going through salary cuts some people might go through actually job losses they might have to mm. go and change their job some people might have to shift locations etc etc so i think uh, firstly the government and uh, the, the powers that be are saying you know its crisis is large enough and significant enough and will long for a long period of time and it can't the burden can't be borne by just one entity here or one yeah. it has to be spread and the government has been spreading it and i think that's yeah. why when the finance minister says that it has to be inclusive we have to take care of the sections of the society which are going to suffer the most uh, I, i think she is obviously saying absolutely the right thing now government if you look at the interventions where cash is involved where government yeah. has actually put in money i yeah. think almost all the interventions have gone to the sections of the society which need the money today yeah. uh, even when government is talking about a guarantee scheme for say msme i mean that will pan out and play out over the next 3 to 4 years government yeah. doesn't have to write a check today they are just giving a guarantee so i think the immediate interventions have been all about uh, actually giving money to the section society where it is required uh, obviously as you know various state governments uh, you know the uh, people at the district level at the uh, cities level all the companies institutions both public and private are stepping up in whatever shape and form to support the government and the government instrumentalities of the government it could be district it could be you know city whatever that might be and you know provide that support that might be necessary to ensure that the society at large or the people who cannot afford it uh, don't suffer amitab chaudhry spoke about the willingness to change when required and managing reality by adopting new ways to working you know you have been in the industry for the last 30 years and you and you know you you know we've seen lots of crises what are some of the learnings what are some of the observations what are some of the things that we as people leaders across sectors can pick up from this so that we operate more effectively i think we are underestimating the uh, the damage this crisis can cause because at that time the news was coming out of china and and believe me i i completely underestimated it even though i made the statement uh because i had never in my dreams thought that we'll be in a lockdown by march and uh so one thing is that i think uh, like technology we tend to underestimate uh, at times what the crisis can do uh and we also tend to underestimate how willing uh, the uh, society is and the people and the employees are when the change is required so firstly the crisis has been unprecedented people are talking about it as a black swan event and i completely agree uh, i think uh, this is a message from nature that uh, we have played enough with them uh, but we also have been positively surprised by how well the society at large and the employees i mean you know have responded to this crisis how quickly they have changed their behavior how quickly they have adopted to new ways of working how quickly they have embraced technology wherever required and that applies to the customers also i think because once they know that this is reality i think all of us change very very quickly uh, now we are all of us are asking ourselves the question uh, 
that you know do we need to come to office every day while if that was a question you had raised uh, in february mm-hmm. uh, you you it would have been a career limiting question to ask uh, and and so the adaptability uh, has been quite surprising uh, third is that i think uh, people tend to get uh, extremely worried and concerned with you know what is happening to them at point in time and they do not apply uh, i think once you accept reality and then you start focusing on what needs to be done to manage that reality there is always an opportunity to relook a business model or do something differently narrates amitabh chaudhry you know we need to focus on managing what is in front of us and the variables we can manage rather than uh, you know uh, creating a hue and cry about all the things that have been happening around us which is frankly not in our control i think in each of these crises there is always an opportunity and i'm not talking about opportunity just for the sake of it i think opportunity to change your business model opportunity to relook at everything what you have done in the past yeah. and ask yourself the key question do you need to do it differently going forward and uh, i think the faster you embrace it and the faster you go after it the more of the benefits you will get also new business models emerge and whether you can capitalize on them uh, and i think crisis like this also shows you especially in a financial system the value of trust the value how much uh, trust people uh, you know uh, faith and trust people repose on because if that's what they do the people tend to migrate to businesses uh, uh, you know and companies and institutions whom they can trust yeah. and if you are one of them you without doing anything because you have uh, so hard to create that trust you yeah. get that benefit so you know yeah. if you, happen to be in that category uh, you you suddenly start looking very very good and all the hard work which you have done to create that will kind of comes to pay and pays for itself very very quickly so yeah you uh, these crises teach you a lot by the way this crisis is not over uh, we still have a lot to learn uh, and uh, we'll continue to learn as we move forward i joined access in november of 2018 and we have a management committee in place the management committee has never talked as much as what they have talked in the last uh, you know 90 days uh, Uh, I think we used to talk every day. Now we have kind of reduced a little bit, but still we are talking very, very rarely for a long period of time. Uh, and I think it has uh, brought the whole team together and uh, allowed us to respond faster to the, uh, you know, the, the constantly changing uh, scenario in Goa. During the interview, Shraddha Sharma, founder and CEO of Your Story, was curious to know about the future of banks. Amitabh Chaudhry also spoke about how fintechs are rethinking models. Today we are living in a world where. you know banking as we know and what we have known is changing and then there is this whole evolution and you know limelight center stage taking if i may say so of fintech and fintech startups fintech companies and there are so many new models coming be it from you know lendings to insurance to neo banks you name it and there are different different uh, uh, kind of innovations happening uh, i want to understand from you how do you see the role of banks in the coming years how do you see the role evolving of the so bank one is that you know when uh, institutions become large in any industry like lot of us are are very very large institutions and we provide the kind of the foundation for the financial system i mean we are one of them there are lot of uh, players like us uh, your ability to innovate at the edge or your ability sometimes to come out with uh, new models which can actually disrupt what you do uh does get inhibited because i think our thinking becomes incremental we just keep changing things at the edge and make them incrementally better than actually disrupting ourselves and fintech is one such revolution which actually comes and completely rethinks the model and and finds new ways of doing things which obviously are way better than how what the existing players in any industry might be providing 
and uh, and by the way this is not a new phenomenon this will continue to happen in the future today they are called fintech tomorrow they might come out with some other name as artificial intelligence and machine learning and so on those things come it will only get better and better so on one side you have to see them as competition and you have to be wary of them and you have to uh, you know be in touch with them to understand and appreciate what they are doing and how you can collaborate and maybe partner with them so that you can bring a bring a even better value proposition to the customer secondly yes as a institution you don't want to become irrelevant you have to ask yourself as to how do you create mechanisms and structures and frameworks to disrupt yourself because if you yeah. don't and you only go to believe in partnerships then some some day might come where you will get eaten for lunch uh, by some of these fintechs and if you go and talk to the fintechs especially people who are doing well they will actually tell you uh, you know when mm-hmm. uh, when when they are uh, feeling more friendly that they will eat you up Okay, <laughs> so so uh, and, and that's what the vision and that's what they really very passionately believe in. Because if they don't, then the whole model does go for a toss. Because the kind of valuation they get so quickly means that actually they're going to disrupt us. Amitabh Chaudhary spoke about his recent review on finding out how much time is being spent to change how banking works. Another important key highlight of the interview was about the market and disruption. Yes, you have to find. ways to disrupt yourself and because we are large institutions our ability to invest is obviously infinitely more than some of the fintechs now some of the fintechs are very uh, well supported so i'm talking about as a general comment not as a python yeah but uh, so we can invest we can find uh, those set of people who can actually come and disrupt our business and for example in access we did set up a digital bank the idea there was to disrupt ourselves and we set it up almost a year back and we are seeing the results of it come through i was recently doing a review and i told them the same thing how much time are you spending on doing things incrementally today though you've been with us for one year and how much time are you spending actually to say that you will actually completely change the way access bank works and if the number is you know less than 50% then i have a problem with you because that means you are not spending enough time on actually disrupting access bank uh, but that, you know j- just to give you a sense for how we are trying to push that agenda uh, my view is that frankly covid crisis hurts them more than us because in many cases their models are under question uh, because what does a fintech do for them to get the right valuation Uh, they need to first come and attack that part of the business which is juicy which can give them good returns which can actually create a customer proposition which is very very visible and yeah. i think a lot of the fintechs were attacking uh, the you know the loan side especially the unsecured loan side for example now who do you give a loan to because now they go very quickly even though they just started a couple of years back they are going to go through a retail cycle where they need to collect money and uh, it might become very very difficult getting funding for you know giving those kind of loans might become difficult i mean the whole market has got disrupted in a very very big way so they have a problem of the existential kind today rather than actually looking at disrupting us but you know talking more medium and long term i think you have to embrace them you have to understand them you have to be with them and then you have to create frameworks you can need to get disrupted yourself i think all have to work all are important Uh, because you cannot get or generate all the ideas on your own, and there will always be some fintechs who will take away part of your business. You just then need to also ensure that you are attacking your costs in such a way that, at least from a overall proposition perspective, you can compete with them. And sometimes it doesn't even have to happen through a fintech. If you look at the payment industry in India, I think here the regulator has played a very important role and a very you know positive role in actually bringing down the payment costs in India to almost zero. and yeah. I, i would you know credit rbi for doing that so payment business which was i think a uh, profitable business for a lot of the banks today we just provide the pipes but most like for example what we do in upi or 
RTGS, all that does not pay for anything. It's all free for customers, which is very good for the customers. But end of the day, it's no longer a revenue generating business for you. It's just a service you provide. Growth rate from a pre-COVID perspective was a key point while Amitabh Chaudhary also spoke of unique opportunities and how supply chains could be changed. What are two, three things that you will say that we have to do, we have to accelerate, we have to pedal to get our economy fast-tracked to, you know, getting into the numbers that we had? It's, it's a very, very important question because from if you really think through uh, what we are going through, what the government needs to do. So for my view is, Obviously, first, the government needs to bring the economy back and that means unlocking and at the same time manage the, uh, the infection or let's say the management of the pandemic itself from a health perspective. So this balance between lives and livelihoods, that important role the government and the, both the centre and the state have to play to ensure that uh, on one side we're protecting lives or on the other side we are gradually slowly opening up the economy so that more and more uh, you know, parts of the economy open up and we come back to the growth rates from a uh, Pre-COVID perspective, yeah. if you can't get that done, then you know all the dreams we have had will only get delayed rather than anything else. So that's that's one very very important point. Uh, second is that uh, government does need to support during this crisis uh, certain sections of the society, certain uh, parts of the economy, uh, and because if they don't do that, the for the economy to come back would take a much longer time. So from our perspective, at least from my perspective, I do believe that government has already announced the support to the weaker sections of the society. Uh, the Prime Minister announced that uh, yesterday. Uh, I think the government will have to support certain sectors of the economy, especially the hotel, the travel industry, the hospitality industry, maybe even the yeah. real estate, the airlines, so on and so forth. And there are some very specific industries which do need to be supported in some form or shape, either directly or indirectly, because if that does not happen, then uh, we will have a problem. Um, I think uh, the third thing which the government needs to do is that uh, we are uh, faced with a, a unique opportunity where uh, given what is happening on a geopolitical basis, the supply chains uh, will uh, uh, be changed or altered or global companies will look at alternative sources of supply uh, and try to reduce the risk on a country or a supplier. And India has uh, potentially an opportunity to capitalize on that. Now, the problem is that uh, we don't score very well in ease of doing business. But whatever we can do to make India a destination to attract that, uh, that kind of uh, flow which could potentially come to us would obviously help the economy in the long run. Fourth, India will need huge amounts of capital. If we need to get the growth back, the economy back, uh, we need to infuse capital across uh, the financial yeah. system and other parts of the economy. So whatever we can do to attract that capital, uh, and most of the capital will come from abroad, uh, we need to do that. And obviously, there are a lot of uh, private equity players who are already, you know, in, already investing and talking about investing in India. There are a lot of other foreign players who are talking about, uh, you know, uh, are very happy to invest in India. So what can we do to attract that capital? Uh, forget about, you know. Uh, you know, I'm talking about the geopolitical situation, but just attracting more capital, I think is very, very important. One advice to youngsters from Amitabh Chaudhary was that working hard and being passionate about what you do makes a big difference. Learning every day and having an open mind will keep you relevant, he says. For all the young people, entrepreneurs and everyone who will be watching this, if you, if they had to uh, know from your journey to the, to the place that you are in, you know, if you have to look at and say that, hey, these are some of the things I've done right in my career. And these are some of the things, the learnings that I have taken in my career and share it with us very generously. What would those be?
so one is uh, you know nothing can take away hard work um, you have to work hard all your life there is no magic mm-hmm. bullet here uh, you have to work hard consistently constantly all the time second is you need to be you know because we spend uh, as i keep telling people 70 to 75% of our waking hours in an office or uh, working on a career it is very very important that you enjoy what you do you should be passionate about what you do and that you should bring every day uh, to work and every transaction every interaction because of that passion is not visible uh, the people around you uh, you know it, it motivates the people around you the teams around you and it keeps you and makes you do things which uh, you know you would normally not do yeah uh, third for me is uh, learnability uh, i think all of us need to realize and by the way this crisis is teaching us that you need to be on the lookout to learn every day the junior most employees a interaction on the street can teach you something on customer service or how the customers are looking at your products or how things can be changed or how things are not working and as long as you have an open mind and you're willing to learn and change i think you will continue to remain relevant uh, in terms of what you're doing mentors and bosses have made a big difference to amitabh chaudhry he also went on to speak about aspiration and ambition other lesson which i i have been lucky to some extent i have had great bosses i somehow somewhere god has been extremely kind to me and and i've had great mentors uh, in my career throughout my career somehow somewhere and um, i'm in touch with almost all my bosses even now and i have quite a few of them uh, <laughs> and uh, you know obviously they've been great mentors but uh, you know not only them you know when you look at seniors around you uh, you it's not that everyone is perfect but everyone has some qualities which uh you if you look at yourself you can work on and i have tried to do that i have tried to look around and always try to learn from why did that thing go well and what exactly was done there which made it go well um uh, uh, and and try to kind of obviously pick that up and try to change myself maybe not change myself enough uh but you need to do that uh, last but not the least aim for the best aim for the best benchmark unless you have the aspiration and the desire to be the best and set those aspirational goals uh, you will only do things incrementally and you will always be incremental player uh, i think aspiration and ambition makes you do things very very differently and that's where you can break through and break out and unless you break through and break out uh, yeah you know you you can do well but you might not reach the levels that people you know want to and aspire to reach What's your big aspiration and ambition when it comes to Access Bank? So I had said uh, when I joined Access that I'm not joined Access for Access to remain a uh, number three private, uh, private uh, you know bank player. I do want Access to move up the ranks, and you know the rank is not in terms of size. I think for me, if, if you I was to capture it in one word, it is you know when people look at banks, is Access Bank respected? So in terms mm. of respect and respect. and it itself encapsulates a number of you know you have to be large you have to be trusted you have to do well you have to be profitable you have to have the right roi so i think respect brings a lot of uh, matrices inside it uh, so i do want to move the needle as far as access bank is concerned in terms of how well it is respected in the financial system and hopefully that will get reflected in how investors and our customers and our shareholders uh, uh, view us uh it's a long journey it's not going to be easy journey because we have formidable competition and by the way people who are behind us are also not sitting and uh, <laughs> yeah. relaxing they're also trying to i'm sure displace us so uh it's it's a tough journey but i think unless we as i said aspire and set a a difficult goal uh, we'll not enjoy that journey so we are on that journey covid crisis only made it more complicated and more interesting uh 
but I do believe that uh, in the last at least uh, uh, 18 months since I've taken over, we have taken a lot of right steps. Uh, you know, everything has not gone as well as you think or one wants, but it's okay. We are on that path, and I think if you keep doing the things that you are doing, and we keep doing the right things. and keep taking the right steps the output will come so that's what i encourage my people to think i said don't worry about you know what is happening in the short term if you believe we are doing the right things and we keep doing them you know god will be kind to us one day catch the full interview featuring amitab chaudhry chief executive officer of axis bank with founder and ceo of your story shraddha sharma on yourstory.com thanks for listening to lessons from leaders by your story Lessons from Leaders by Your Story